What's up, guys? Welcome back to Du Bois Podcast, episode 21. And the audio might be a little different because we're in a different place now, because roomies. Uh, we're legitimately five feet apart through a wall. Yep. Well, quite literally in five feet apart. But anyway, we're going to break down week eight. We are halfway through the season, and even though Carl doesn't know about this yet, at the end of this episode, our... Seven playoff teams for each conference will be revealed. <laughs> I meant to tell you. I can't find a pen. Hold on. Scramble. Oh, well, I'll do it off the dome. I got it. <laughs> Can you hear it. your echo, too? But we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get started with last Thursday night as the Atlanta Falcons defeated the Carolina Panthers 25-17. to Carl, go ahead. Okay, just as common courtesy, I will, I will let you do your beloved Panthers. And I will take the Atlanta Falcons, who probably played their best total football game of the season, honestly enough. I thought they were going to give it away at the end, though, but they, they held on to it thanks to a horrid Teddy Bridgewater read, but that's okay. Uh Okay, Matt Ryan went 21 for 30, 281 yards, no touchdowns and no interception. Todd Gurley led the way on the ground. With... Uh, it says he had one interception. Oh, he did. Oh, no, he didn't have a touchdown. He threw one interception. There we yeah. go. Todd Gurley led the way on the ground with 18 attempts for 46 yards and one score. Matt Ryan also added a touchdown on the ground. I don't want to talk about Matt Ryan rushing for touchdowns. No, we don't. No. <laughs> Julio Jones, uh, cover 11. There was Just none of that to be found on this game. Seven catches, 137 yards, and I'm pretty sure he had 100 and some out of that in the first half, or at least close. Yes. Um, Hayden Hurst, five catches for 54. Calvin Ridley got hurt early on in the game, but he had three catches for 42 yards. Cost me another fantasy game. Mm. Yep. And on the defense, Keanu Neal led the way with seven tackles. And you got sacks from Dante Fowler Jr. Screw that man. I'll say it for you. Isaiah Oliver and Deion Jones. And I thought at one point Keanu Neal murdered a man named Mike Davis. But that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just to touch on that part really quick, uh, what... Dante Fowler Jr. did was Bush League, but that guy that got ejected deserved to be ejected because I don't... That, that stuff just seems to get out of the game. It does, completely. 100%. Uh, as far as for the Panthers, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, probably his worst performance as a Panther. I'd say so. 15-23, uh, 176, one touchdown, one interception, sack three times. QBR of 43.9. Mm. Uh, P.J. Walker came in, was one of four for three yards, um, even though he did take a shot to Curtis Samuel on his first throw, which was pretty impressive. As far as rushing, uh, Mike Davis on the ground, 13 carries for 66 yards, so not bad. Rushing touchdown, Curtis Samuel, three rushes for 23 yards and a score. And the Panthers are running into a little issue with Curtis Samuel and Taylor Moten coming in this offseason. Agreed. I love Curtis Samuel, but Taylor Moten's probably one of the best offensive linemen we've had in the last decade. So if it comes to keeping one of them, 
I'd rather keep the lineman. Oh, uh, also on the ground, Jeremy Chen, 28 yards on a fourth down fake punt. Um, they were led the way in yards by DJ Moore on two catches, but Robbie Anderson had led the team with five catches for 48 yards. Curtis Samuel added the only lone passing touchdown. On defense, um, Jeremy Chen, which is this really a surprise at this point. Uh, Jeremy Chen led the team with 10 tackles, one pass deflection, and one quarterback hit. He did not practice today, which is kind of concerning because Carolina is having to go against the best offense in football this Sunday. Uh, Trey Boston, eight tackles. to hear Whitehead, six tackles. They are both useless. Yes. Um, as we talked about, yep. Carolina is in Kansas City and the Falcons That's are at home playing Denver. Mm, interesting matchup. Indeed. Uh, let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. And oh. their win over the Detroit Lions, forty-one to twenty-one. I will take Detroit and let Carl Hander and let Carl handle his ass cheeks of team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you knew. Oh my God. You knew that was coming. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. For the okay. Lions, Matthew Stafford, twenty-four, forty-two, three hundred and thirty-six yards, three touchdowns, one intercepts, and sacked five times. QBR of thirty-three point three. What? Put on the COVID list today, he was. Yes, he was, and we're talking like Yoda now. Uh, rushing game, Detroit, nah, no, <laughs> not existing. You don't want to talk about the 29 total yards they had on 12 carries? 13 carries, but yes. Um, they were led on, in the air by Mar- Marvin Hall, because we all called that. Four catches, four catches, 113 yards. They were led in catches by tight end TJ Hawkinson, seven catches for 65 yards. Uh, their two main receivers, Marvin Jones, three catches, 39 yards, two touchdowns. And Kenny Galladay, nothing because he got concussed early on. Um, as far as defense, they were led by Jamie Collins with 11 tackles, two of those for loss, and Tracy Walker with 11 <laughs> tackles. Not much to speak of on Detroit side of defense because crazy that their head coach is, the, is an offensive guy, but they haven't been able to stop anything ever since he's been there. No. To my Indianapolis ass cheeks. That's Colts. what I meant to say. The Indianapolis ass Colts. Close enough. Philip Rivers. See what I, what do I say on this podcast? If Philip Rivers doesn't play like an ass cheek, we're gonna win. Twenty three for thirty three. 70%, 262 yards, three touchdowns, a QBR of almost 132. Led the way on the ground by Jordan Wilkins. Office pool. 20 attempts, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor's dealing with an ankle issue, I believe. He has 11 carries. He got 11 carries for 22 yards. And the other rushing touchdown came from tight end Trey Burton. Yep, office pool. 11 different receivers catch a pass in this game. Yep, the Lions secondary is still Played by Naheem Hines with 54 yards on three catches and two scores. The other touchdown came from old man Jack Doyle. And on defense, Darius Leonard. 
I, yeah, Darius Leonard, guys, we all know who it is. Nine tackles, a sack, a forced fumble. Kenny Moore got a pick six in this game, as well as sacks from Danico Autry and Tyquan Lewis. Let's see, where are we going next week? Indianapolis is at home against Baltimore. Big yikes. And Detroit is playing Minnesota. With no Matthew Stafford, it looks like. No, also doesn't. I don't see the one in that game, but. Um, all right. Let's go on to the Buffalo Bills that finally beaten the New England Patriots. It just doesn't feel right. But it's taken quite a bit because this Patriots team traded for Isaiah Ford intra-division. And then they... Signed another receiver today. But as uh, far for them, Cam Newton, uh, 15-25, 174, no touchdowns, no picks, 54.5 QBR. Uh, They were led by Damian Harris on the ground, 16 carries, 102 yards, one touchdown. Cam added 54 yards and a touchdown on nine carries. Um, Receiver, they were led by Jacoby Myers, six catches, 58 yards. Demir Bird, James White, Ryan Izzo, Isaiah Zuber, and Rex Burkhead all caught passes, since we all know them common names. That 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 tells you all you need to know about this Patriots offense. Uh, they were led in tackles by Devin McCourty with six. Cam Newton had a fumble late, which did end up costing them this game. And that's it for the New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, 11 for 18, 62, well, 61%, 154 yards, one pick, no touchdowns, QBR 75. He's really fallen off. He has. It's, I don't know what's happened over the last couple of weeks. I mean, the defenses he's playing are tough defenses, but that, and I think the weather was bad in this game too, if I remember correctly. I think the wind was blowing really bad, so running, or throwing the ball wasn't really going well yeah, on the ground for the bills they combined for a total of 38 rushing attempts in this game Devin singletary and zach moss split carries pretty evenly singletary got 86 yards zach moss got 81 both touchdowns went to zach moss as well as a josh allen rushing touchdown stefan diggs led the way with 92 yards on six catches what so a shock there I don't want to talk about Stephon Diggs, but it seems to happen every single time. And on the defense for them, they were led by Jordan Poyer with 11 tackles. They got sacks from Quentin Jefferson and Jerry Hughes, as well as a forced fumble from Justin Zimmer. The Patriots and the Jets are next week's Monday Night Night Football Monday Night Football. Well, well, okay, you've got Green Bay and San Fran on Thursday in an injury-filled, COVID-ridden slugfest, and you get to watch that on Monday night. Thank God for New Orleans standby. Right. And the can Bills... We the, no, can we just flex New England and New York with, like, Seattle, Buffalo? Or anything. <laughs> right. Let's see, next week we've got New England and New York Jets, as you said, and the Bills, as I just said, are in uh, in Buffalo playing Seattle. So, does someone want to explain to me? 
Oh boy. How the Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Cleveland Browns sixteen to six. There are no reason to go into that game. We're just gonna say what the final score was. The uh, the and not to be disrespectful to the fans of those games, but it was a very boring game. They couldn't throw the ball. The wind was atrocious in Cleveland. And uh, we're only going to touch this on for about uh, 30 seconds. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the New York Capitals Jets 35-9. Mahomes was 31-42 of for 416 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 109-one score. Tyreek Hill, four catches, 98 yards, two scores. McCall Hardman, 96 yards, one score. 63 yards and a score for Demarcus Robinson. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything in this game against his former team. And, yeah, that's about it because the Jets are awful. The Jets are awful, and I'm just going to throw this out here. It's going to be a, probably a half of a hot take. The Chiefs are still the best team in the league. I agree. <laughs> that little zero in the Steelers' win column, it's it's impressive, but I still don't think they're beating the Chiefs. So, someone explain to me how the Rams looked awful against the, the Miami Ra- Dolphins. Looked bad. I will take the I'll take the Rams. For the Miami Dolphins. Considering how Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert looked in their debuts, this was pretty not, but the Rams have a pretty good defense. Tua Tagovailoa, I think I said that right. That's impressive. Twelve of twenty two for ninety three yards and a touchdown, a twenty five point zero QBR. But mm. here's the thing. Half his passes 93 yards, over four yards of completion. So you do that three times, that gets you a first down. Threw a touchdown, didn't turn the ball over. Did what he needed to do. Now, he's a number five overall pick. He's going to play better than that, especially considering the guy who was taking one pick after him is going to be the rookie of the year if we keep this up. Yeah. Also, just a little side note, we will get into Los Angeles Chargers here in a little bit, but I just got to bring it out. Uh, Chargers, fire Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Thank you very much. As far on the ground, they were led by Miles Gaskin, 18 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Unfortunately, Miles Gaskin has a sprained MCL and will be out three to four weeks, which leaves Matt Breida as the uh, lead back the next couple of weeks for the uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua had two carries for zero yards. At least that's what the stat line says. I don't know why it's on here. Um, as far as receiving, um, Two catches for 16 yards for Duran Smythe was the leader in the catching department. The touchdown was caught by Devontae Parker. There wasn't much there. Um, the Dolphins' defense. Yeah. They had two forced fumbles. Kyle Van Noy and Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, that is my favorite new name. That has got to be the most Caucasian name of all time. <laughs> uh, Jerome Baker led them. On defense with 12 tackles, five of them solos, two plus deflections, and a quarterback hit. Nick Needham with 10 tackles, Kyle Van Noy with nine. Uh, Eric Rowe had five pass deflections and seven tackles. That's insane. They accumulated 14 pass deflections. Oh my god. That's against a. An explosive Rams offense, too. Yeah. They had 14 pass deflections. They got to golf two times but hit him nine. Didn't they get 
And they also got two interceptions. Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe had an interception as well, along with Christian Wilkins. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Christian Wilkins got an interception? Yes, sir. Doesn't that man weigh like 330 pounds, probably? Yes, he was part of that Clemson defensive line a couple years ago with uh, him and Clinton Farrell and... Oh. Yeah. And now I'll hand it over to Carl to take on the Los Angeles Rams, and Jared Goff probably played the worst game of his career. Which is actually crazy. He attempted 61 passes. Yeah, if you if you were longtime listeners of this podcast, you know that me and Carl specifically do not think any quarterback should be throwing the ball over 50 times, let alone 60. Or that a corner should play your team in tackles. But that's another story for another time. Jared Goff, 35 for 61, 355 yards, a touchdown, and two picks, as we have said. Still a QBR of 71. He didn't play bad. They were just playing from behind. So they, they were forcing it pretty well. Um, they were led on the ground by Malcolm Brown, 10, 10 attempts for 40 yards. They got a rushing touchdown from Robert Woods. One of the most underrated receivers in the league, by the way, is Robert Woods. I agree. Um, Cooper Cup, 11 catches for 110 yards. They got a, a receiving touchdown as well as 85 yards from Robert Woods. And defensively, they were led by Micah Kaiser with six tackles. Aaron Donald on this game had four tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble. They also got a forced fumble from Taylor Rapp. Micah Kaiser is a former UVA Cavalier. He is. Um, Next week, the Rams are... They're on a bye. The Rams are on a bye. And Miami is in Arizona. Tua versus Kyler. Again. Again. Because they played in uh, one of those playoff semifinals that Oklahoma always gets their ass kicked in. I just realized that the Dolphins are over 500. Yes, they are. They're 4-3. and 4-3. and three. And are second in the AFC East. And the AFC is kind of trash. They, if they play well enough, they might make their way into the playoffs. Yeah, it just depends how Tua plays. Um, yeah. Speaking of Joe Burrow, let's go to uh, Cincinnati where the Bengals just outclassed the Tennessee Titans in about every way that you can do it. I'll, I'll take Cincinnati. All right, go ahead. Joe Burrow, 26-37, 249 yards, two touchdowns, QBR of 75.8. Joe Ooh. Burrow. Joe Burrow continues to impress on the ground. Giovanni Bernard led the team. I uh, imagine that with Joe Mixon out. Everyone saw this coming. Uh, 15 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. He also added 16 yards and a touchdown on through the air. Um, another rushing touchdown came from Samaj P. Ryan. Yep. 10 carries, 32 yards, and a score. Another former Sooner, I believe. Yes. T. Higgins is producing to be the next thing in Cincinnati. Six catches for 78 yards, and me and Carl called this pick at the top of the second round back in April. Awful. And we're eating dust. We usually do, Ian. We usually do. Facts. Uh, (laughs) Then after that was Tyler Boyd. Six catches for 67 yards and a score. Touchdown. Him and Giovanni Bernard caught the two touchdowns. Um, defensively, they were led by Jesse Bates the third with 11 tackles, two pass deflections. 
they got to Ryan Tannehill once, and Jesse Bates also added an interception. And now on to the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Derrick Henrys. <laughs> Basically. Ryan Tannehill, 18 for 30, 233 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a QBR of 100.7. Derrick Henry, 18 attempts, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Corey Davis led the way through the air with eight catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. They also got a touchdown from A.J. Brown. And they were led defensively by Jayon Brown with 12 tackles. And that was about all they did. That was about the highlight for their defense. Because they have no pass rush. No. Next week. Next week, we've got Tennessee welcoming in the Chicago Bears. And... Am I blind? I feel like I'm blind. Yep, Cincinnati's on a bye week. There we go. There we go. Alrighty. Let's just hit something real quick. Who pissed off Dalvin Cook? I I wish I knew. Because Minnesota goes into Green Bay and upsets the Green Bay Packers 28-22 on the backs of Dalvin Cook. Because this man was ridiculous, and Green Bay still just doesn't care about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Not at all. I'll, Not I'll take those. I'll take the Packers. Oh my! Kirk Cousins, eleven of fourteen, one sixty, one score, only sacked once, eighty-two point one QBR. You can play like that when uh, your uh, all-pro running back behind you plays like he did. Dalvin Cook, 30 carries for 163 yards and three touchdowns on the ground through the air. Two catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. All this was in the first half, by the way. Mm-hmm. Or, I think most of it was. Most of it, yeah. Um, Yeah, Dalvin Cook led them in receiving. Not Adam Thielen, who had 27 yards, or Justin Jefferson, who had 26. The guys you're paying to be your number one or number twos. As far as defensively... Eric Kendricks led them in tackles. Also, we're gonna talk. Also, we're gonna talk about the fact that Eric Kendricks was thirty yards downfield guarding Devontae Adams. And doing it well. Because the Vikings don't have any corners. Like, quite literally. They don't have any cornerbacks. Now, scare in the scary situation in this game with Cameron Dantzler, though. Yeah. Went down went down and got hit, didn't move for a while. Got, got feeling back in his extremities at the hospital, so that's that's good to see. That is very good to see. All right, the Green Bay Cheeseheads. The fighting, wait, who's the best player? The fighting Devontae Adams. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, 27 for 41, 291 yards, three touchdowns. Led on the ground by Jamal Williams. 16 attempts for 75 yards. They got no rushing touchdowns. And their three best running backs aren't going to be playing Thursday due to the COVID. So, if that game even happens at this rate. Um, um, led through the air by, of course, Devontae Adams. Seven catches, 53 yards, and three touchdowns. Also got 79 yards out of Robert Tanyan, the tight end. 
Defensively, they were led by Adrian Amos with eight tackles. They got a sack out of Dean Lowry. No forced fumbles, no interceptions. Yeah, Minnesota played pretty well, and uh, <laughs> you don't got to do much when your all-part running back puts up four touchdowns. You don't. Um, next week, Green Bay plays Thursday in San Francisco. And as we said earlier, Detroit is coming into Minnesota. Let's go to Denver, where the Los Angeles Chargers continue <laughs> to find ways to lose close games. Seems like a theme for the last, like, decade and a half. Not much to talk about here. I mean, both teams were good. Justin Herbert, 29 of 43, 278, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Justin Jackson led the way, 17 carries for 89 yards. 67 yards on 10 carries for Troy Maine Pope. Touchdowns by Mike Williams on five catches for 99 yards. Keenan Allen, a touchdown, nine catches, 67 yards. And a touchdown by Gabe Neighbors. Never heard of that, man. I'm lost. Uh, They were led on defense by Rayshon Jenkins with seven tackles and two pass deflections. Key, the Los Angeles Chargers, did trade KC Hayward Jr. Yes. To the Tennessee Titans for a sixth round draft selection. Which is crazy because about two, three years ago, Casey Hayward was one of the best corners in the league. He's worth a sixth round pick. Okay. You could be the New York Jets and traded Avery Williamson for a God knows whatever pick they did. To the damn undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Or, or, you could be the Houston Texans that traded arguably the best receiver in the league for some belly button lit and a dirty skittle. (laughs) That's a new one. Okay. But back to the Broncos. Drew Locke coming back into form after coming off the IR. 26 completions on 41 attempts for three touchdowns and one pick. Led on the ground by Phillip Lindsay, who got who only had six carries but had 83 yards and a touchdown. Led through the air by Noah Fant with seven catches, 47 yards. Got receiving touchdowns from Deshaun Hamilton, KJ Hamler, and Albert Ibanov. I really should have let you say that. Name of the year. Albert O. Um, so, oh, does someone want to talk about the fact that the Denver Broncos had three players on defense with 10-plus tackles? Yeah, we will We will mention that right now. Kareem Jackson had 12 tackles. Josie Jewell had 10. And A.J. Johnson had 10 tackles as well. Got a sack from Bradley Chubb. Malik Reed. And got two picks, one from Justin Simmons and one from Bryce Callahan. I also just want to say the name Michael Ojemudia because it's really great. Next. That's all I got. It was a good game to watch. It was entertaining. And as you said, the Chargers continue to find ways to let Anthony Lynn keep his job. Next week. Next week, who we got? We got the Los Angeles Chargers at home against the Las Vegas 
Raiders, which I still almost called them Oakland. And the Denver Broncos are in Atlanta. What a fiery show that's going to be. Yeah. Um, hey, Ian. What's up? How about them Cowboys? We're going to touch on that shit show in a minute. Well, well, yeah, I have an idea. Let's go to Baltimore. Let's let's do that. Let's talk about a much more entertaining game. The Pittsburgh Steelers stay undefeated, advance to seven zero as they beat their arch rival, the Baltimore Ravens, twenty eight to twenty four, in a game that the Ravens had no business losing because they outplayed the Steelers at pretty much every advantage except for the fact that Lamar Jackson is still he can't cannot get it. Still can't get it done in the games that he needs to, which is why to me he's not an elite quarterback. One MVP though. Yeah, won an MVP, but any big game he's ever been in, he's lost. The only reason he won MVP is because Patrick Mahomes missed three games. Yeah. Oh, people want to talk about Russell Wilson, and I understand, but if Mahomes keeps this pace up, he's won an MVP again. Oh, 100%. Um, he's on pace to throw for 45 touchdowns and two interceptions and 4,500 yards. <laughs> Um, Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel all out on Thursday night. Close contact, COVID-related. Cancel the game. Don't <laughs> <laughs> show up. The 49ers have no players. The Packers are going to obliterate them. The, the 49ers have no players. No Brandon Ayuk. No Jimmy G. No George Kittle. No Bosa. No Thomas. No Sherman. <laughs> No Debo Samuel. No Raheem Mostert. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, 21-32, 182 yards and two touchdowns, sacked twice. James Conner, 15 carries, 47 yards and a score. It's hard to run on the Ravens' defense. That's no secret. No. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Seven catches for 67 yards. Uh, for Eric Ebron, four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Eric Ebron catching passes that aren't touchdowns is weird. Uh, yeah. And Chase Claypool, five catches for 42 yards and a touchdown as he continues his strong rookie year. <clears throat> Defensively, there was fumbles everywhere, but they were led by Robert Spillane. Robert Spillane. Hi. Hey. 11 tackles, one tackle for the loss, two pass deflections. And as good as he looked, Pittsburgh went out and got Avery Dan Williamson for absolutely nothing because the New York hapless Jets are a bunch of morons. Just wait until next season when they have um, Devin Bush back to play beside Avery Williamson. Stefan Tewitt, nine tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Ain't nothing to it but to two it. Yep. <laughs> nope. Uh, Joe Hayden, seven tackles. Mika Fitzpatrick added seven as well. Uh, interceptions were by Robert Spillane and Alex Highsmith. Um, yeah, when Carl raced through these Baltimore Ravens stats, you people can be like, how the hell did they not win this game? Yep. Well, for starters, uh, Lamar Jackson only completed 13 passes. Well, that's one good way to not win a game. 
Facts. In 13 completions, 208 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Let me do some quick math. They totaled for 47 rushing attempts and 265 yards as a team on the ground. And they lost. Gus Edwards had 16 attempts for 87 yards and a score. Lamar Jackson, 16 rushing attempts for 65 yards. J.K. Dobbins, 15 attempts for 113 yards. Led through the air by Willie Sneed. Kind of forgot Willie Sneed was a thing. but Ravens okay. need a receiver. Miles Boykin and Marquise Brown. Yeah, the they're number one. You guys can't see the air quotes I'm doing. Number one receiver. Number one receiver. That's a damn joke. Number in one catch for three yards and a score. All right. Defensively, they were led by Deshaun Elliott, who had four tackles. Ian, stop playing with your lightsaber. I can see you. Now I've lost my train of thought. They got a forced fumble from Marcus Peters and Chris Ford, as well as sacks from Jalen Ferguson, Deshaun Elliott, and Chris Ford shared a sack. And as Ian said, the Pittsburgh Steelers had no business winning this game. But they did. And they are still undefeated. Still not the best team in football, though. Nope. Not even the best team in their own conference. The Ravens. Um, We'll be in Indianapolis taking on Carl's Colts. Why can't that game be Monday night? <laughs> and the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the. Uh oh. Uh. Are they on a bye week? Uh uh uh. Oh, they're in Dallas. Oh God. Oh boy. Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert or whoever the hell is starting quarterback for the Cowboys. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci is a bunch of ash cheeks. He's a whole box of ash cheeks. Before we get into the ridiculousness that was the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys, and unfortunately, Delby and Buddha are not here, but when they'll get back. It's probably a good thing. We'll talk about it because, oh boy, let's get to the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks advanced a 6-1 rebounding off their loss to Arizona, 37-27. DK Metcalf is a man amongst boys. If I hear any of you try to compare him to Megatron, I will slap you silly. Um, the, the injuries for San Francisco continue to pile up as they lost Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle in this game. George Kittle is basically out for the rest of the year. And Jimmy G is probably out for the rest of the year, too. This just isn't the year for the 49ers, and the Super Bowl hangover is something that continues to haunt Super Bowl losers. Yep. Uh, I'll take the 49ers. They were led by Nick Mullins, 18 at 25 for 238 yards and two touchdowns. Well, it's not sacked. It had a 97.0 QBR. It is no secret that the Seattle Seahawks are horrid on the defensive side of the football. Yes. Um, before he went out, Jimmy G, 11 to 16, 84 yards and one interception. Nick Mullins is the better quarterback. Don't at me. Uh, on, on the ground, only 52 yards and two touchdowns as a team. Uh, one touchdown from Jamichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon, who somehow had a touchdown with negative one yards rushing. 
That's a man right there. Receiving Brandon Ayuk's eight catches, 91 yards on a touchdown. Kendrick Bourne, eight catches, 81 yards. Other touchdowns caught by Ross Dwelly, one catch, 16 yards on a touchdown. Ugh. Defensively, they were led by Emmanuel Mosley with 10 tackles and a pass deflection. They had no interceptions, and San Francisco was just ravaged on defense because they're playing Russell Wilson. And speaking of Russell Wilson, 27 to 37, 261 yards, four touchdowns, and a QBR of 135. On the ground, they were led by DJ Dallas, rookie DJ Dallas, with 18 carries, 41 yards, and a score. And as you mentioned previously, DK Metcalf, 12 catches, 161 yards, two touchdowns. They also got a receiving touchdown from DJ Dallas and David Moore. And Ian, I'm going to give you three guesses to guess who led the Seahawks on defense, and you're only going to need one of them. Bobby Dan Wagner. 11 tackles, two sacks. They got a sack from Alton Robinson and a pick from DJ Reed Jr., as well as force fumbles from Cody Barton and Trey Flowers. And as we talked about, the San Francisco 49ers are facing the Green Bay Packers tomorrow night and Seattle, I don't know what they're doing. Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay. And Buffalo. Okay. And then what has to be... One of the biggest wastes of my time on a Sunday night. After working a 7-3-30. to Was the Philadelphia Eagles win over the Dallas... I don't even know if you can call them Cowboys anymore. 23-9. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys... Before, in my personal wait. opinion... Are the worst team in the National Football League. And yes, that is worse than the New York Jets. Because I'm pretty sure if the Jets played the Cowboys right now, the Jets would win. Oof. Oh, boy. Like, this team is garbage. Okay, I'm just going to say this now. Carson Wentz... Is an ass cheek. Is an ass cheek. He is a bottom seven starting quarterback in this... Someone want to explain to me... As bad as Ben DiNucci was, he completed more passes than Carson Wentz. He had a better quarterback rating than Carson Wentz. He threw for more yards than Carson Wentz. Like, Ben DiNucci, a seventh-round draft pick out of James Madison University, went went toe-to-toe. With what is supposed to be a top 10 quarterback. And Delby agrees with all this. Carson Wentz is a bottom tier NFL quarterback this year. And by bottom tier, I mean like 10 worst. Yeah, you're talking like Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones type play. Like he has been awful and it is the reason why the Philadelphia Eagles are below 500 and they're going to continue to be under 500 because they have one of the league's toughest schedules remaining throughout the year. And they're still going to host a playoff game. They're going to be hosting New Orleans or Tampa because let me just run 
everyone through the Eagles' remaining schedule. They are 3-4-1 in first in the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles, after this week, as they're on a bye, they are at the New York Giants. Win. And then listen to this. At Cleveland, hosting Seattle. At Green Bay, hosting New Orleans. At Arizona, at Dallas, and hosting Washington. They might. They're going to win all three of the division games. Yes, and then and they're going to lose the rest of them. Yes. So they'll be at 6-9-1 and one and hosting a damn playoff game. Yep. That's a joke. Are these stats even worth reading? If if our fellow two podcast boys weren't fans of these two teams, then I would say yes. But I'll take Dallas. Carson Wentz turned the ball over four times. And they still won. (laughs) He completed 15 passes for 123 yards, two touchdowns. He threw two picks and fumbled twice. They were led on the ground by Boston Scott. FYI against one of the league's worst defenses. Yeah. They got receiving touchdowns from Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager. Fulgham led them in catches with six and yards with 78. And they were led on defense by TJ Edwards with 12 tackles, one sack, and a forced fumble. On the defensive on the Sorry, for the Dallas Cowboys, Ben DiNucci. Facts. 21 of 40 for 180 yards. No touchdowns, no picks, sack four times. QBR of 21.3. Yikes. Because this man would snap the ball and then within half a second would be rolling out to his right for no apparent reason. They were led on the ground by Ezekiel Elliott, 19 carries on 63 yards. Uh, Tony Pollard had 40 yards on seven carries. Cedric Wilson had two carries for negative 11 yards. Because they kept trying to do all these weird gadget reverse sweep tosses. And... Michael Gallup, seven catches, 61 yards. Uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb, four catches, 27 yards. And Amari Cooper was not existent. One catch for five yards. Um... Fumbles, Ben DiNucci lost both of his, and they also had a fumble from LP Lattisor. Who in the hell is that? Fisher is their long snapper. I have never heard of that motherfucker. Pretty sure. <laughs> Trevon, Trevon, uh, Trevon, God. Diggs. Diggs. Uh, four pass deflections, seven tackles, two interceptions. The best diva of the Diggs brothers. Yes, Jalen Smith added seven tackles. Demarcus Lawrence added six, a sack, and three tackles for loss. Leighton Vanderush didn't do a damn thing. Two tackles. Um, that was about it. Um, this game was a horror on the eyes if you were forced to watch this. Um, the Eagles are definitely the better team. Doesn't exchange the fact that they are still an absolutely awful football team, and whoever wins this division is going to get smacked in the wild card round. It's that simple. I don't. I don't see Dallas winning another two games. Honestly, no, they're going to be a two and fourteen or four and twelve team. So. And good for them because they need some 
up to your draft help. Yeah. But that's another topic for another time. Philadelphia Eagles are on a bye, and I believe Dallas is as well. No, they're not. They're playing Pittsburgh. They might as well be on a bye because <laughs> they're going to get stumped. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert will start for the Dallas Cowboys next week as they're bench- benching Danucci. Bench Danucci. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, it doesn't matter. The Steelers' defensive line and linebackers is going to eat this team alive. Uh, it's going to be an absolute ass-kicking. It's going to be really bad. Now on to the final game of the week. The, the Tampa, I almost said, New England Patriots. I found the, my pen. Nope. Uh, Tom Brady Tam, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers escape New York with a 25-23 win. In a game they probably should have lost. Tom Brady, 28-40, two touchdowns, and 81.6 QBR. They were led on the ground by Leonard Fournette with 52 yards on 15 carries. Through the air, Mike Evans, five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Rob Gronkowski, four catches, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Nobody else really matters mentioning um, this Tampa Bay defense is ridiculous. They had one, two, three, four, five players with seven tackles apiece. Jamal Dean, Antoine Winfield Jr., Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, and Jordan Whitehead. Um, they had... Eighteen different players record a tackle. That's insane. They also had three sacks. Sacks acquired by Nadamik and Sue, Devin White, and JPP. JPP. Uh, let's see. Interceptions by Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. And I'll leave Carl with the worst of the NFC, at least the New York. Giants. Daniel Jones, 25 for 41, 256 yards, two scores, two interceptions. Led on the ground by Wayne Gallman Jr., 12 attempts, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Led through the air by Sterling Shepard with eight catches, 74 yards. Got receiving touchdowns from Deion Lewis and Golden Tate. Led defensively by Drew Brill Peppers with 10 tackles. You also got nine tackles out of Blake Martinez, as well as a forced fumble, and a sack out of Carter Coughlin. Shout out Minnesota Golden Gophers. There you go, Jordan. And Leonard Williams got a sack as well. Uh, Tampa Bay is on Sunday Night Football against the New Orleans Saints. And the Giants play the... Washington football team. You know what I just realized? What? We skipped over the Saints and the Bears. Yeah, we did. I Uh, thought you did it. It was not intentional. thought you did it on purpose. No, all right. Saints and the Chicago. I did not do this on purpose. Uh, The New Orleans Saints defeat the Chicago Bears 26-23. Chicago is just, they're so, they're the worst 5-3 team I've ever seen. 
They're so bad. Uh, I'll, I'll, they played Mitchell Trubisky one play and he got hurt. I'm just going to save Carl's headaches and I'll take the Chicago Bears. Okay. Um, I, I, Nick yeah. Foles, 28-41 for 272 yards, two touchdowns, one interception with a 48-and-a-half QBR. David Montgomery, 21 carries, 89 yards. Actually showed up for once. Uh, Allen Robinson, six catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown led the way there. Anthony Miller added 73 yards on eight carries. Darnell Mooney, five catches, 69 yards, and a score. Chicago actually had a passing game in this game, and that's weird to say. That's Personally, Mitchell Trubisky has been better this year than Nick Foles. Oh, um, for defensively, Roquan Smith had 11 tackles and two and a half tackles for loss. Just stop it. That's three. Danny Trevathan, nine tackles and a half, one and a half TFL. Uh, sacks were by Khalil Mack. Imagine that. And yeah, only sack. One sack. Seven and a half tackles for loss. Interceptions, nada. And yeah, I'll leave Carl with the, uh, that team in the, uh, Big Easy. Drew Brees, 31 for 41, 280 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Alvin Kamara led the way on the ground with 12 attempts and 67 yards through the air, led by Alvin Kamara as well with 96 yards on nine catches. Got receiving touchdowns from Jared Cook and Taysom Hill. The future hit. Don't even go there. Led defensively by... The cornerback duo of Chauncey, or I guess he's going by C.J. Gardner-Johnson now. Who, whatever his stupid name is. And Marshawn Lattimore, Ian's favorite perfectly rated corner in the league. Marshawn Lattimore, soon as one of the most overrated players in the league. Yeah, that one. Uh, He had an interception as well. Uh, they let, they won in overtime on a real luck a field goal, and next week the Saints are playing on Sunday Night Football, and the Chicago Bears are in Nashville playing Tennessee. Awfulness is what that was. Agreed. Alrighty. Are you ready for some playoff predictions? And then we'll get into our game previews, as we always do that last. Yep, give me... I'm going to go through mine, because mine's simple, because I did mine the other night. (laughs) You cheated, you rat bastard. Damn it. (laughs) Um... No, I mean, this is the thing I sent you the other night, so it still kind of holds par. In the AFC, the bye will go to the Kansas City Chiefs. The two seed is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three seed are the Buffalo Bills. Oh, we're the same so far. Four seed, Tennessee Titans. You bastard. The five seed, the Baltimore Ravens. The six seed, the Cleveland Browns. And the seventh seed, the Indianapolis Colts. We are no longer friends. <laughs> nope. I, I just don't trust Phillip Rivers. 
Well, I don't either, Ian, but here we are. As far as for the NFC, the one seed is the Seattle Seahawks. The two seed is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. The three seed is the Green Bay Packers. The four seed is the six, nine, and one Philadelphia Eagles. The five seed is the Los Angeles Rams. The six seed is the New Orleans Saints. I knew it. And the seventh seed is the Arizona Cardinals. We we will have almost the same. We will have three teams from the NFC West becoming the second only division in the history of the playoff format to put three teams into the playoffs. The last one was the 2017 NFC South, which put the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers in. And the Saints lost in the divisional round. Carolina lost in the wild card round. Atlanta lost in the divisional round. Uh, okay. Wild card round, excuse me. Mine. I got the Chiefs and the Seahawks getting the buys. My two seeds are the Steelers and the Buccaneers. Three seeds are the Bills and the Packers. The four seeds are the Colts and the Eagles. The five seed are the Ravens and the Rams. The six seeds are the Titans and the Saints. And the seven seeds are the Raiders and the Cardinals. All right. I Here is the actual predictions. Well, here's mine. Carl can give his if he wants. The Cleveland Browns will upset the Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> The Pittsburgh Steelers will defeat the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Even you know I'm right. The Baltimore Ravens will avenge their loss to the Titans in the West Division around last year. The Cardinals will lose to the Buccaneers. The Rams will destroy the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Saints will upset the Packers. I'm so proud of you. In the AFC, the Chiefs will beat the Browns, and the Steelers will beat the Ravens. In the NFC, Tampa Bay will beat the Rams, and the Saints will lose to the Seahawks. The Chiefs will beat the Steelers. Tampa Bay will beat Seattle. And the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat as Super Bowl champions. Uh, I won't go all the way through my playoff predictor because I didn't have this prepared, but I will say I think it's either going to be the Buccaneers or the Seahawks versus the Chiefs, and at this point in time, I'm leaning towards both one seeds going clear to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go Chiefs-Seahawks with the Chiefs repeating. I will say that... If the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl again, they have a dynasty. Oh, yeah. Because in all honesty, they should have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, a couple years ago. A couple years ago. Alrighty. As this thing loads, because... This other computer likes to be slow. Ian, you want to hear a fun fact? What's that? The 49ers are the worst team in the NFC West at 4-4, four and four, and they're better than every, every other team. third and fourth place team in any other division in the NFC. Uh, you also mean that they'd be in first place if they were in the NFC East? 
All right. I've got the Green Bay Packers beating the San Francisco 49ers 28-9. I've got the Green Bay Packers as well, 35-17. Vegas has them as a six-point favorite at the over-under 50.5 points. The Seattle Seahawks will give the Bills their third consecutive loss, 31-27. I got Seattle 33-24. Seattle's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is 55. The Baltimore Ravens. You know what? No. The Indianapolis Colts will upset the Baltimore Ravens. 24-21. You believe in me more than I believe in me. I got the Ravens winning 24 to 14. Vegas has them as two and a half point favorites with the over under at 45 and a half. Bet the under, everyone. The Houston Texans will defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars in the battle of the hapless AFC South teams. 13 to 7. I have Houston over Jacksonville, who I believe is starting Jake Luton, I think. Yep. Uh, 24-7, Vegas has Houston as a 7-point favorite in the over, or the over-unders at 50 and a half. The Tennessee Titans will beat the Chicago Bears 22-10. I have Tennessee over Chicago 31-13. Over-unders 46 and a half, Tennessee is a 5 and a half point favorite. And the Panthers will... I'm just kidding. The Kansas City Chiefs will beat the Carolina Panthers 40-21. Ooh, I thought I was being bold, but okay. I got Kansas City over Carolina 41-17. I will cry. (laughs) Kansas City's a 10-and-a-half point favorite. Ain't nobody making money on this game. Don't don't you try. The over-unders at 52-and-a-half. That's how you can make money. Bet the over. Yeah. The New York Giants will beat the Washington football team again, 21-17. I have the football team getting the dub. Oh, 20- hey, we actually disagree on something. Yeah, I know. Uh, getting the dub, 27-20. Washington, Washington is a three-point favorite with a 41-and-a-half-point over-under. The... Minnesota Vikings are going to handle the Detroit Lions, no matter who Detroit starts. 28-13, Minnesota. I got the Purple People Eaters by 20, by a final score of 30-10. Minnesota's a four-and-a-half, or a four-point favorite with a 52-and-a-half point over-under. The Atlanta Falcons go to three and six as they beat the Denver Broncos twenty-four to seventeen. I have Atlanta winning twenty-one to eighteen. Atlanta's a four-point favorite. The over/under is at fifty. The Las Vegas Raiders will send Anthony Lynn to the unemployment line twenty-one to twenty. Another close loss for the Chargers. We actually disagree again. I got the Chargers 28-24. The Chargers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite with a 53-point over-under. 
The Pittsburgh Steelers will go to 8-0 as they beat the Dallas Cowboys 35 to nothing. Oh my. I got Pittsburgh 42 to 14. I don't got Dallas scoring a single point. 50, 51 and a half point over under. Pittsburgh is a 14 point favorite. And once again, nobody is making any money on this game. The Arizona Cardinals will go to 6 and 2, trying to keep pace with Seattle as they beat the Miami Dolphins. 24 to 22. Ooh. I've got Arizona, 35 to 20. Vegas has Arizona at a four and a half point favorite with the over under at 48. The New Orleans Saints will lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31 to 28 on a last second field goal. I have a last second field goal setting Tampa 31 to 30. Ooh, we were close. We were real close. Five and a half point favorite for Tampa Bay, which is a huge line for a seat for a New Orleans team. If you're going to make money this weekend, that's probably the game you want to bet on. The over-under is a 51 and a half. And for the final prediction, for the hapless New York Jets and the New England Patriots, New England Patriots will send the Jets to 0-9, 24-6 New England. And you ready for this? Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> The hapless Jets are going to lose this game. <laughs> 24 to 17. New England's a seven-point favorite with a 42-and-a-half point over-under. And, Boda, when you listen to this podcast, man, I'm so sorry, but there is no way that Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert are going to move the ball on the best defense in football. It's just not going to happen. Zeke, Zeke could eat this weekend. If they don't get behind. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys not playing from behind. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That is absolutely hilarious. The uh, terrible part about the, the Philadelphia-Dallas game is I feel like we were much harder on Philadelphia than we were Dallas. Well, that's because the Eagles... Because Carson Wentz is an ash cheek. Exactly. If y'all are wondering where this came from, a couple weeks ago when Philip Rivers was throwing the ball interception after interception, Carl sent me and Jordan a text that said Philip Rivers is an ass cheek, and now we just call everybody that doesn't play well ass cheeks. Just imagine the grossest man ass cheek you can. Times it by ten, and you get Philip Rivers on this day. <laughs> that was yeah that. Pretty much explains it. Um, like I said, we're halfway through the year. Crazy. Um, oh, something to note. Next Thursday night, the Indianapolis Colts are in Nashville to face the Tennessee Titans in a massive game in the AFC South. Massive. Oh, yeah. Here's what I love. Carl, you want to know what I love right here? What you love? Looking at the Panthers' schedule, the fact that we got to play Tom Patrick Mahomes and then Tom Brady back to back. That's not that's not good for the for the win loss record. No. Oh, and then after that, we have the Lions, Minnesota, Denver, Green Bay, the football team, 
and that shitty team down in New Orleans. Y'all are either y'all are going to be somewhere between seven and nine and nine and seven. Just depends on how well you play on it on a given Sunday. Yep, we're not winning this week though. <laughs> no. No. We are not winning this week. Just also to the fact that uh, the City of Angels has two champions. The Rams are just squaring away in a corner because that's what's expected in L.A. now. The Los Angeles Chargers are the World Series champions. Congratulations to them. Uh, Even though if it wasn't for the Atlanta Braves, they should have never been there in the first place. (laughs) Ian? Our, our starting pitchers are a bunch of ass cheeks. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, hey, you, you want to talk about pitchers being ass cheeks outside of Garrett Cole? I know well too much about that. At least you have a Garrett Cole. True. <laughs> We're throwing out there Max Freed <laughs> as a number one. Against the best offense in baseball. This weekend, college football, DJ, nope, will lead Clemson into <laughs> South Bend to face the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Number one that versus really number four. last name fellow that's going to blow the brakes off in Notre Dame. Because Notre Dame, I don't care. Clemson's going to win by 20. Um, so the Pac-12 returns this weekend. Uh, they are highlighted by. They are highlighted by the Saturday night game this week as Kirk Herb Street Fowler will call the Stanford Cardinal, also known as the Trees, uh, will travel to Eugene to face the Oregon Ducks. Yay. We better not lose this game. I hate Stanford. Oh. I hate Stanford. Um, also in a matchup, Virginia Tech plays host to the 25th-ranked Liberty Flames, who are undefeated. I still think Tech blows them out, but I do too. It would be a, it would be a cool story if it was at least a close game. But. I agree, but Tech's offense is ridiculously good. Hooker's playing real well, and. When we start talking about Khalil Herbert in the Heisman conversation, I'm not saying winning it, but like. I don't think anybody not named Trevor Lawrence has won a Heisman this year. I think with him out for a couple weeks, Justin Fields has a chance if he if plays Fields plays really well the entire year. The entire year, he's got a he's chance. But if Trevor Lawrence comes back and continues the ridiculous tear that he was on, also we just want to put up the fact that Michigan is so high after beating Minnesota. Sorry, Jordan. And they just got creamed by an unranked Michigan State Spartans team. Shout out to the Cincinnati Bearcats being at six in the country. Yeah. Also shout out to the fastest rising draft prospect in college football right now, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, who is yeah. being talked about as he might be able to replace Trey Lance as the number three quarterback in this year's class. I'm not going that far with it. But it's good. It's um, good. Yeah, but I mean, let's just be honest about the college football playoff here. 
Number one, Clemson. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. It's just that fourth spot. It's going to be the Ducks, Ian. There's just no way a Pac-12 team can make the playoff unless they just blow everybody they play out. I mean, yeah, they're playing only, what, seven games? Yeah. If if a team in the Pac-12 comes out and just dominates for seven weeks in a row, then I think they got a shot. <laughs> I just don't think. Let's just say Oregon, for the hell of it, goes undefeated and wins the Pac-12 championship. They're 8-0, right? They're not going to get in over a whoever wins this week between Florida and Georgia at a two-loss. You're probably right. Um, also, it would make for more compelling football, though. It would. I would rather see – look. Would you rather see a two-loss Florida team play Clemson, or would you rather see an undefeated duck team play Clemson? I mean, well, not you because – Personally, <clears throat> Clemson with a healthy Trevor Lawrence is going to beat the brakes off of both of them. Oh, because yeah. Oregon's only big question this year is they have, they have five new offensive linemen because they lost four to the draft and then Panay Sewell opted out. They lost their best defense, their second best defensive player in Javon Holland due to opt out. And by second best, because Kayvon Thibodeau is the best player on Oregon's defense. Uh, yeah, they, they're replacing five offensive linemen. They are also replacing Justin Herbert, who graduated. Uh, Tyler Show. That's not how you say his name, by the way. I don't really know how to say his name. Um, is, it, is it Shuey? No. Uh, anyway. Um, Oregon does have C.J. Verdell coming back. They've got Johnny Johnson. Coming back on defense, they've got Jordan Scott, Kayvon Thibodeau, DeAndre Lenoir. They have um, three five-star freshmen on defense. Uh, they've got a cornerback. They've got Justin Flo, who looks like he's going to start. This man is built like an NFL star already, and he's 18 years old. Um, yeah, I just don't think anybody outside of the Pac-12 even has a remote shot. USC maybe with Keaton Slovis, but I just don't see a Pac-12 team getting in. I could see it's going to be another big 10 because there's nobody in the Big 12 that has impressed me enough to get in the playoff. No. Um, so it's going to be another Big 10 t- team or another SEC team, and there's no other Big 10 team right now. It was Penn State at the start of the year, but they're 0-2. Michigan does Michigan things, and they're going to let Ohio State drop 70 on them again. I think it's going to be Florida or Georgia. And I think Florida is going to be in a playoff. I think it's going to be Clemson and Florida and Alabama and Ohio State. Also, Mac Jones is in contention for the Heisman. Let's not get that confused. No, it's not. Let's act like he's not playing insane. To be fair, Alabama hadn't played nobody yet, but... I just want everybody to be prepared for two weeks when Florida State stomps Clemson. Oh, my God. You're acting like Buddha. I called this in the UNC game. Okay. Well, UNC is different than Clemson. It's going to happen. I will give you 50 bucks. If, okay, it's not going to happen. If Florida State but beats I can dream, okay? It's been a long year in Tallahassee. It's been a long few years in Tallahassee. Damn you, Willie Taggart. <laughs> I feel that. 
Alrighty, well guys, that was episode 21. We broke down week 9. We talked about a little college football. Hope y'all enjoy all that this weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow if, you know, it doesn't get cancelled. And we will see y'all next week. That was Carl, this is Big E. The boys out. See you guys.